Welcome, guys and gals, to the Man Talk Show. I'm Connor Beaton, and today we're going to be talking about why inauthenticity might be destroying your success, your relationship, and how to become more authentic. Uh, so, in order to do that, let's actually define what authenticity is, because I think a lot of people have different versions and iterations and definitions of this. But let's just go straight to the good old book, the good old dictionary. And see what it has to say. So by definition, uh, being authentic or authenticity is of undisputed origin and is genuine based on facts, accurate or reliable. Now, the important thing to note here is that why we create unreliable, non-factual, inaccurate thoughts or situations in our life that are inauthentic are actually because of our rational mind which is very interesting because in our modern culture, we've really been taught that our our rational mind should be able to solve any problem and that it should have the answers to any situation and it should be able to uh, understand what our path is in any moment, in any circumstance, in any context. But the challenge is is that the rational mind is really designed to, to do one or two things. First and foremost, it's designed to keep us safe, but it's designed to know the answer. And so anytime that our pride-filled rational mind is compromised or or has an error or some sort of distortion or misperception, it quickly tries to sweep that under the rug and, and ignores it. And that's where inaccuracies and inauthenticities actually start to come from because the rational mind knows that there's a problem, but it doesn't know how to deal with that problem. And it usually gets swept under the rug of the emotional mind. So we start to feel this discomfort. We start to feel that that there's something wrong. There's something inaccurate about what's going on, but we don't know what it is. We don't want to identify it. And because our rational mind needs to be right, it needs to have the answer all the time. It doesn't want to look in that direction. Uh, Kierkegaard was actually, and he's one of the the first existential philosophers, maybe not one of the first, but one of the most prominent existential philosophers. He actually coined uh, this term of being inauthentic. And inauthentic was really when a, a person continues to perceive and act in ways that he that he knows and experiences to be untrue. So when an individual knows that something is false, knows that something is not true, and they don't speak their voice in that moment, they don't speak the truth in that moment, or call themselves out, or correct the inaccuracy. So a good example of this is you meet somebody for the very first time, and you shake their hand, and you're just you know introducing yourself, you say your name, you say your job title, and then you slip something in, just something very subtle that is incorrect about what you do or who you are. Maybe you say you live in a better part of town than you do. Maybe you say you manage more, you know, more business than you do. Maybe you say you make more money than you do, or uh, you know somebody that you don't actually know. There's some inaccuracy that is in your communication. And that very quickly, you can feel that inauthenticity in your body, in your emotional body, because it knows that there's something not right. So knowing the truth and not speaking it is being inauthentic. And and knowing that you're dissatisfied or that you've made a mistake or that you're choosing the wrong 
course of action, um, but pretending that it's the right course of action is, is therefore inauthentic. And being inauthentic when we know that something is the right course of action, but we choose the opposite course causes suffering because it causes an anomaly uh, in our brain. And this is where our intuition starts to kick in. Our intuition starts to scream really loud, you know, our gut intuition, whatever you want to call it, saying this is the wrong course of action. And the authentic course, the course that would leave me feeling good and 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 aligned is actually in this direction. So a good way to start to tune into where you're inauthentic, when where where this is showing up. And by the way, if you just look at the word rationalize, you can break it up into rational lies, right? And you can really, if you look at any of the moments in your life where you've had complete breakdowns of integrity, where you haven't gotten the results that you wanted, where relationships have fallen apart, businesses have fallen apart, uh, friendships or whatever that it is, you can look at it and you can actually see that if there was some inaccuracy in your behavior, you can look at it and you can realize that your rational mind probably uh, rationalized that behavior. And it probably said that what you were doing was okay. And it made up all the reasons why you're okay. And we see this a lot when it comes to things like infidelity or, you know, lying on tests or uh, being inaccurate about when you punched into work. I mean, there's so many different examples of this, but our brain will rationalize and justify and give you reasons about why that behavior is morally okay, because it doesn't want you to feel the uh, the pangs of inauthenticity. And over time, what can happen is that the more we rationalize, the more we uh, are inauthentic, the more we sort of numb out to that feeling of being inauthentic. And, and we can start to rationalize the most unjust, uh, immoral, and inauthentic behavior because we sort of numb ourselves out to that feeling of discomfort that we feel and we make it okay. We actually make that the normal state of being. And left unchecked, we will feel like we don't know what authentic actually feels like and what it feels like to be authentic anymore in our life. So a good test for this is if something happens in your life and it doesn't go the way that you want, you can actually ask the question, did what I want happen? And when the answer is no, then you can look at it and say, well, then my my aim or my actions or my behavior must have been incorrect and there's something that I need to learn. And that's okay. That's okay. That is the, that's an authentic answer. I didn't get what I, you know, what I wanted to have happen didn't happen. That's Okay. And there must be something that was incorrect in my actions and I need to learn that. And that's okay. Uh, The second option, the inauthentic option, did what I want happen? And the answer is no. And the response is, well, that's not my fault. And it's the fault of these people. And they just don't understand me. And they're jealous or that organization doesn't get me or they're out to get me. Uh, Basically, to summarize, it is completely the fault of someone or something else, aka there is nothing for me to learn and it's not okay that this has happened. And that is inaccurate. That causes nothing but suffering because not being authentic is really manipulation in disguise. It is a way of completely removing our own responsibility. It's a way of us not having to see 
where there are inaccuracies, where there are facts that we're avoiding, where there is uh, parts of our of our decision making process that might be not functioning properly. And the problem with that is that most of us don't want to look at that because it can cause shame. It can cause discomfort. It can cause a little bit of sadness that maybe we have been acting in this way for weeks or months or years. And it can be very challenging to actually face that reality. Uh, So how do we actually do that? How do we start to move our life into a much more authentic direction? Well, it's it's actually quite simple, but quite challenging to execute on. So the simplicity of it is that you get to look at the facts of your life, the facts of the situation. So if something doesn't go right, let's say you don't get a promotion or you have a relationship breakdown or an argument with your partner and you say, okay, what are the facts about this situation? Did what I want to have happen, happen? If the answer is no, okay, well, what are the facts? And you can start to look at what are the facts about what I need to learn? And you can say, well, maybe this argument happened with my partner because I was impatient. Or this argument happened with my partner because I've been harboring resentment for a long time and haven't said anything. Or maybe this argument happened with my partner because I didn't want to take responsibility for my own actions. And I wanted to rationalize away uh, me being wrong. And so you can look at the facts of the situation. So that's the first part. The second part is to look at how you feel in that moment about those facts. Because oftentimes what happens is we start to look at the facts of a situation about how we were wrong. And we start to feel the emotions. We start to feel the emotions of of guilt or shame or sadness or anger and frustration because we failed. And then we want to avoid those facts. So that's where the conflict really arises within our body, within our mind. And so if we can get very clear on what are the facts about the situation, how do I feel about it, and how do I give that feeling a voice to say, you know, yeah, you screwed up, it's all good, and what I'm prepared to do next time is uh, actually embrace that feeling of uncertainty or what action I know I need to take right now is to go apologize to my partner because I've been kind of an (laughs) a-hole, you know? So out of that space, out of looking at the facts, knowing what your feelings are about those facts, you can start to move your life just incrementally back in the direction of being more authentic. And that really is one of our goals in life. And happiness doesn't necessarily just magically show up in our life, um, you know, because we ask for it or because we think positive thoughts. Happiness actually shows up because we start getting rid of the distortions and the inaccuracies in our life. And we actually start to move our life slowly, daily, incrementally in every conversation back towards authenticity, back towards what we know is true, back towards speaking our truth and owning our errors and owning our inauthenticities and owning our inaccuracies. And when we can actually do that, it is incredibly powerful because then we apologize. Then we own where we're wrong then we start to learn where we have been mistaken in the past. And we start to shift our whole being, our whole mentality. We actually start to rewire the the neurology of our brain in such a way where it starts to look for what the truth is rather than how do I cover up the mistakes. So 
I hope this helps you today. Please don't forget to man it forward. Share this podcast with just one person or lady it forward for all the incredible women that tune into this podcast. Uh, and you know, connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment, a rating, and a review. It goes a long, long way. So until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off. <laughs>